It's Argentina. It's Mexico. It's Poland. And it's Saudi Arabia. It's Group C. And it's the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar. It's the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. We are going to just do a summary uh, of each team and a look at their form coming into this cup uh, before we... Um, uh, just to kind of remind people of uh, all we've talked about. And so let's begin uh, by talking about Argentina. So in terms of a summary of Argentina, uh, their greatest periods in the Copa America did not match their greatest periods in the World Cups. It's a shame that a strong period in the 1950s, as far as regional tournaments go, saw them not participating in two World Cups during that time and doing poorly on their return in 1958. Their best period in the World Cup, their two titles in 1978 and 1986, actually coincided with their worst period in South America, knocked out at the group stage three times in a row from 1975 to 1983. Second place on a hungry search for a title was their defining feature in the new millennium, a title to justify the greatness of Lionel Messi. Uh, four out of five second place finishes in Copa Americas from 2004 to 2016, and also second place in the 2014 World Cup was teeth grindingly frustrating for them. A round of 16 finish in 2018, uh, in the 2018 World Cup, and third place in Copa America 2019 drew them even further from their title dream. Their last one, now in the distant past of the 1993 Copa America. But in 2021, they got it and did so in Brazil to add a measure of glory. They can now go forward unhaunted and may prove the better for it as their strategy seemed to rotate around Messi uh, a bit too much over the previous decade. Argentina remain a very strong team and are better uh, than their record, which can only be described as a drought uh, in recent years. Uh, since a successful period in the early 90s, uh, second place in the 1990 World Cup and Copa America wins in 1991 and 93, they have had uh, no titles to boast about uh, up until that 2021 Copa America. Uh, aggravatingly, they finished second in four of the five Copa Americas from 2004 to 16, um, and second in the 2014 World Cup. Uh, internal team strife in 2018 led to an exit at the round of 16 in the World Cup and put in doubt that Messi will ever gain that recognition. Though the team controversy subsided in 2019, um, a third-place finish in a struggling uh, 2019 Copa America uh, made it 26 years since their last cup win, again up until 2021, and this time, uh, inarguably, or perhaps Messi's last World Cup, um, they will still strive for this elusive title. Yeah, a Copa America is good, but uh, a World Cup is uh, what they what they always wanted, so... Um, yeah, a bit of uh, sorry about a bit of repetition there in the um, 
in the summary of Mexico, uh, sorry, of uh, Argentina. But let's move on to our summary of uh, Mexico. And uh, I'll do the historical summary and uh, Conan will talk a bit more about recent form. So Mexico are a middling team at the world level uh, and one of the top two teams, if inconsistently so, in their own region. Uh, at the world level, the only time they passed the group stage of the World Cup before 1994 was the two times they hosted. And their consistent round of 16 finishes since 1994 aptly describes their level. It's supported by their results in Confederation Cup and Copa America appearances, which average out to quarterfinal finishes. By these measures, they had a peak in the 1990, in the 1990s with second place finishes in both, as well as three Gold Cup titles in a row in their own region. They have generally prized these competitions above regional ones, sending, for example, their A team to the 2017 Confederations Cup and a B team to the 2017 Gold Cup. That became a concern for CONCACAF, who after 2016 didn't allow them to participate in the Copa America, as they had done consistently from 1993. Perhaps uh, Mexico was overestimating themselves as needing better competition than their region could provide. Since 2002, they only once qualified as the top team in the region. And in 2014, they finished fourth, requiring an inter intercontinental playoff to reach the cup. Uh, in the regional cup two, in five of the 12 editions from 2000, they failed to reach the final of the, uh, of the uh, gold cup. Nevertheless, they are on average the top team in a relatively, in a relatively weak region. Yeah, since 2011, the regional title has alternated back and forth between Mexico and the United States, uh, like clockwork. It is not necessarily the case that they uh, come second when USA comes first, um, as their two semi-final exits in 2013 and 2017 show. But they won in 2019 and USA won in 2021, uh, with Mexico coming second. And their form is generally consistent um, as... Uh, as a long string of round of 16 finishes in the World Cup shows. It is concerning, though, that the USA won the 2021 Gold Cup with essentially their B team, and Mexico's A team required a late winner over Canada in the semi-final of that cup, and they came second to Canada in World Cup 2022 qualifying, uh, where they were third from the halfway point up until the final game, uh, where they pipped the USA for second. So they may be at a slight lull in their form, this seems to be the case with their squad, a very solid team, but with no uh, outstanding talents. Uh, however, this has usually been the case for Mexico. So overall, their current form does not uh, seem uh, significantly different uh, from their regular form. All right. That is Mexico in a nutshell. And we will put uh, Poland in a, in a similar nutshell with the summary. So in summary, their only Euro qualifications have been in the last four cups. And that strong period is ongoing for them, accompanied by World Cup qualifications in 2018 and in 2022. It's an oddity that they didn't reach the Euro Cup during their other strong periods, especially in the 1970s and 80s. That differs from their current period of strength. 
That was defined by spectacular results, as we said, uh, winning seven, sorry, winning 11 of 12 group stage games over four cups and reaching the final stages every time and finishing third twice. The current period and their brief period of World Cup strength in the early 2000s, though, is defined simply by reaching the cup with greater consistency. And only in Euro 2016 uh, did they pass a group stage game. Uh, sorry, did they pass a group stage? Yeah, the current period of, I guess we'll call it consistency rather than strength, it's ongoing, uh, maintained by uh, reaching the 2022 World Cup. But though it is an impressive period in terms of strong qualification runs, it is bland and disappointing in the actual tournaments. 2018 saw the same pattern as in the 2002 and 2006 World Cups, knocked out after two losses with a meaningless win in the third game. Only 2016 met the expectations of fans, uh, undefeated in the group stage and two penalty shootouts in the final stages. 2020 saw them earn only a draw at the European Championships. Recent and current Euro Nations League play seems, uh, sees them beyond their depth with the top teams um, and competitive only with second-tier teams like Bosnia and Herzegovina and Wales. All right. Well, uh, the fourth team is Saudi Arabia. And uh, Saudi Arabia was late in joining world and Asian competitions, but they were dominant in Asia from their first completed entry in 1984. Uh, they won three of their first four cups and they were in the final for six of the first seven until 2007. Uh, that strength was not reflected in World Cup play until 1994 when they qualified for their first cup and reached a round of 16. A terrible performance in the 2004 Asian Cup was the first sign of trouble. And though they had some success after that, they entered a very poor period from 2010 to 2018, failing to reach the World Cup in 2010 and 2014, and falling at the group stage of the 2011 and 2015 Asian Cups. They recovered somewhat from that long slump, uh, which threatened to define them as a second-tier team, um, by qualifying for the World Cup in 2018 and beating Egypt in it. Passing their group stage of the 2019 Asia Cup was an improvement, but hardly a return to their dominance in Asia as they were knocked out at the round of 16. A solid qualification for the 2022 World Cup, finishing first ahead of Japan and Australia, argues their return to being a top-tier team in Asia, in Asia but confirmation is needed in the form of a competitive World Cup campaign and a better result than top 16 in the 2023 Asian Cup. Oh, oh you're just on mute there, Kev. Sorry, <laughs> that summarizes the team. So now let's get into the meat of things a little bit and we'll begin with the uh, rankings. How are they ranked? So Argentina are currently third in in FIFA and second in ELO. So they've actually moved up a little bit from their four, fourth place or fourth uh, place ranking in FIFA at the time of the World Cup draw. Yeah, that'll be, so, uh, sorry, that'll be due to their, uh, their 2021 uh, title, I guess. That Yeah, that's right. So a top three team in both rankings with the two systems agreeing there. Right. Uh, in 2018, they, they were as low as 11th. But uh, they've uh, been first in the world in, in 2016 and also in 2008. 
uh, probably part of the reason they were so hungry for a title to justify it. Mm -hmm. So Mexico is a pot two team. They're ranked 12th uh, in FIFA and 22nd in ELO, so about 10 spots lower there. And they were ninth at the time with the draw, uh, so they slipped a little bit. Um, and kind of the that uh, uh, 12th place in FIFA rankings is, is kind of where they've been for much of the last several years. Yeah, they have. Uh, do you uh, do you? That's quite a difference. Ten points at the top. Do you feel more like they're twelfth or more like they're twenty second? Yeah, I mean, we generally trust the Elo rankings a bit more. I mean, I I perhaps lean kind of in between. I mean, Mexico are very strong in their region, um, but you know, comparing them against European and South American teams, you kind of have to kind of have to see. I think the fact that they're a top 16 team in the World Cup, but no further, kind of argues for them being roughly around 16th. Oh, well put, yeah. All right, how about Poland? Uh, Poland are the pot three team, and they were, they're were they 26th in FIFA and 28th in ELO. So that has some 14 spots behind uh, Mexico in the FIFA rankings, but just uh, six spots behind them in ELO. Um, and yeah, Poland have uh, have fluctuated a little bit. They were sixth in the FIFA rankings in June 2017, but 76 in 2013. So they've uh, they've bounced around, but have settled recently, kind of at that 26 mark. Yeah, those uh, rankings uh, kind of were followed by the ELO rankings, but not as dramatically. Uh, rather than sixth in 2017, they were 13th. And instead of 76, they were 53rd, which is still bouncing around, uh, bouncing around quite a bit. Yeah, and then Saudi Arabia, they're the pot 14. Uh, they're 53rd in FIFA and 56th uh, in ELO. So they are one of the lower ranked teams um, coming into this World Cup. All right. Well, I'll summarize by saying that... Uh, um, you know, according to FIFA rankings, it's pretty pretty uh, clearly divided with Argentina, Mexico, Poland, and and uh, Saudi Arabia, first, second, third, and fourth, quite separated. However, ELO rankings kind of, uh, uh, judging by the rankings, predicts a bit of a battle for second there between Mexico and Poland, since they have Mexico uh, only slightly ahead of Poland. All right, well, let's look at the head-to-head -head record. Um, and we'll start with Argentina versus Mexico. And Argentina has dominated, winning six uh, of their eight games, tying one and losing uh, just one other. Yeah, they've met in some uh, pretty significant games. Uh, the 1993 Copa America final, Argentina won that. And uh, we saw in the histories that they met in the 2006 and the 2010 round of 16. Uh, basically, Argentina have won uh, Any time they've met in the World Cup, and Mexico's uh, Mexico's only results were in Copa Americas uh, a long time ago. Yeah, in terms of Argentina versus Poland, um, they've met twice, um, and they've each won one game. That was in Poland's period of strength in the 1970s. Poland winning in 1974 World Cup and losing in the 1978 World Cup. Yeah, so that's a, a bit of a false measurement. We'd have to say that uh, um, um, they're, they're not quite even over the course of history, but we're, we're fairly even during that time. 
Yeah, and then Argentina have never met Saudi Arabia, so this will be their first uh, competitive meeting. Um, Mexico versus Saudi Arabia. Mexico has the edge. Uh, they've won their, their two meetings. Um, yeah, both they were both in uh, 1997 and 1999 Confederations Cup, so I wouldn't say they're that relevant, other than the fact that Mexico won 5 nothing and 5-1, so uh, uh, proving very superior there. Poland and Saudi Arabia have never met, but then Poland and Mexico have met once, um, which Poland won. That was also in uh, the 1978 World Cup uh, group stage, uh, Poland winning 3-1. Okay, well, Poland's coming out <laughs> a bit better than their, their standard thing, since most of the times they've met these teams were at a period of strength for them. Let's move on to uh, the odds. Now, we're not... Um, uh, promoting uh, betting here, um, but rather just thinking of what uh, other people, how, how other people are seeing this. So I've taken uh, three or four websites and uh, kind of averaged the results uh, over those things. And you want to take us through the odds? We decided to do uh, odds to qualify. Um, we also did odds to win the group, but... Um, we thought odds to qualify would be better to talk about here. Yeah. So Argentina are the heavy favorites, given a 93% chance to advance from the group stage. Mexico and Poland are very, very close. Mexico at 52.8 and Poland at 52.4%. So virtually nothing between them in terms of the odds makers. Mm -hmm. And then Saudi Arabia um, are the outsiders at just 14%. Okay, well, it looks like the odds makers are going along with the ELO rankings rather than the uh, FIFA rankings there. Uh, as far as the odds to win the group are, just, just one comment uh, to make there, and that's uh, Argentina is given a 70 percent uh, chance, 69.7, uh, to win the group. Uh, what do you think? Uh, uh, does that represent their chances of winning the group? I'm a, I'm a little surprised at that much lower. I mean, I think Argentina, you know, would be favorite to advance. But, um, yeah, obviously they see some some room for slip-up or perhaps Argentina not coasting through the group, which I, I think is, uh, is reasonable. All right. Well, let's get into the discussion a bit. Um, um, do you want to just start off by talking about Argentina? Yeah, so... Um, I mean, Argentina are the pot one team. They're ranked very highly in the world. Um, so on the face of it, they should win the group. Um, but, you know, they haven't been a team that's, um, you know, always performed to the best of their abilities. I mean, they have got the finals. They have, um, you know, the recent Copa America Cup win. Um, but, you know, they, they do drop points along the way. Um, and then look at the last World Cup, they opened with a tie against Iceland and were very lucky after losing heavily to Croatia to get to get past Nigeria. So mm. um, they're not an infallible team, though they, they, they can be good in the later stages of the tournament. Um, but overall, I, I would think that they will win this group, but not, not by winning all three games. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I think uh, I see Argentina a bit like England. Uh, um... I actually don't see any of these teams posing a threat to them because I think uh, Argentina is the strongest team by quite a margin. Uh, I think the only danger to Argentina is themselves. 
Uh, and, and in some tournaments, I would say by overconfidence or nerves. But uh, this time, I think because they won that 2022, uh, sorry, they, they have earned that title for Messi. Uh, I really kind of feel that they'll be a bit more relaxed this tournament. And, you know, they won't be upset by overconfidence or infighting or anxiety or nerves. Uh, I actually think this is going to be a really good tournament for Argentina. All right. In terms of uh, Mexico and Poland, um, how do you see those two uh, faring? Do you see them? Do you see Mexico having an edge like FIFA does, or do you see them fairly close? No, I don't. I, I'm. I'm. I think that FIFA ranking is way too generous. I mean, uh, they didn't finish first in their region. Uh, they they lost to America's B team in the in the 2021 uh, Cup. And in terms of squad, I don't see any top players. I mean, they, they have very good players. Herrera, Jimenez, um, they have a number of good players, um, Irving Lozano. But they don't, they don't seem to have some of the stars that they've gone into other tournaments with. And I think it's showing in their results. Uh, how about you on Mexico? Well, it's an interesting point about Mexico because when you're looking at stars, you have obviously Lionel Messi... And you have Robert Lewandowski, yeah. who many people felt should have been given the what should have been awarded the best player of the year for FIFA when it was cancelled during COVID just recently. And he's, you know, moved to Barcelona now, but has had unbelievable form with Bayern Munich. So in terms of stars, you give Poland the edge and I guess an individual star power. But that said, despite Lewandowski and despite the buckets of goals he scored in qualifying, Poland have struggled at major tournaments. Um even with him, um, and you know Lewandowski personally hasn't scored a lot of goals in finals tournaments. So in a way, you could argue that they perhaps underperform with a player of that quality. Um, when I look at these two teams, um, I, I do give Mexico the edge over Poland, um, and I just think you have a Poland team that kind of underperforms in major tournaments compared to a Mexico team that is very consistent. Uh, in tournaments, often getting to the final in their region. I mean, getting to the round of 16, the last seven tournaments here. Um, so I'm going to give Mexico the edge with their consistency. Yeah, I agree with a lot with what you said there. I mean, Poland's strength, uh, uh, what, what we called a good period, has been kind of consistency in qualifying. And really that means consistency over kind of equal or lesser teams, uh, they're really not a match for the for bigger teams. So I don't think they'll challenge Argentina at all. And as you say, you know, if Mexico is a better team, they may, uh, may not challenge them. And uh, they have been so bland and uninspiring in all but the Euro 2016 uh, Euro Cup that I think that's kind of the norm for them. So despite having a great player by Lewandowski. I mean, he just doesn't seem to, um, uh, whatever it is, like the, the team uh, just doesn't service him well or or there's just some problem with uh, their motivation, you know. They never do well in the cup. So I actually think that um, not only will Poland probably not challenge Mexico, but I think they're in a bit of danger from dark horses, Saudi Arabia. What do you make of Saudi Arabia? 
I think they in qualified impressively. Topping a group with Japan and, and Australia is quite good. Um, but I, I really don't see Saudi Arabia posing a threat. I think this is actually a, a difficult group for them. Um, you know, they were in a fairly easy group in the last World Cup with, with you know, Russia, Egypt, and Uruguay. Um, and they got they got a late win. You know, it was a late goal. Their other goal was a penalty, so it wasn't like they were convincing against uh, Egypt in that win. And I, I do see them a little bit out of the depth. I don't, looking over the past decade, you know, with a couple World Cup failures and poor performance in the Asian Cups, I don't really see any signs. But Elfenard, Connor, Elfenard. You'll have to explain that. Irv Renard is their manager. Ah, Irv Renard, yes. <laughs> Irv Renard, yeah, sorry, your French accent. Um, he is a wild card. He's, he's a spectacular um, international manager um, who took Morocco to the last World Cup, coached Ivory Coast, Zambia. Um, so, yeah, perhaps he's their, he's their um, I'll say, second biggest asset because the fact that the, the tournament is being played in Middle East um, – you know, is perhaps an advantage. It won't quite be a home game, but it'll feel more like that. So yeah. maybe I'm being a bit unkind to them with them with the or discounting their home field advantage. Um, but overall, I, I don't really see them posing a threat here. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do give them a bit more credit than you seem to be giving them. Like, uh, yeah, I'm kind of joking about Irv Renard, but uh, he does seem to bring the best out of teams. Yeah. Um, and I do think that's a plus. And as you say, I think the uh, climate will be uh, a plus for them, uh, as if they're playing at home. In terms of uh, in terms of weather, I'm not sure. In terms of culture, but um, uh, they are kind of back to their best in Asia. Like that was a very impressive qualification over Japan and uh, uh, Australia, and they have been. Uh, much stronger in the past. I mean, they are kind of coming out of a very weak period. So a lot of people, maybe that's all they'll know about Saudi Arabia is that, oh, yeah, I've never even kind of heard of them in terms of soccer, whereas they were like three Asian Cups in a row, uh, consistent World Cup qualifications, one of the first Asian teams to uh, pass the group stage in 1994. Uh, I'm not saying that they're going to overpower or be competitive here. Um, I just think they're a bit of a dark horse that, that other teams may take for granted. I, I could agree with that dark horse statement, especially being at home. Pretty much all their players play domestically, so they, they all play in the Middle East and Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And you're right, Herb Renard is a great manager who tends to get the best out of his players. So they're not to be taken lightly, but you know, and they might be competitive at the game level. Um, however, I just don't see it at the group level. They're really threatening to advance. I wonder if they're kind of going for a faint. I really wondered about that, uh, sending their B team uh, to a tournament in Qatar. You, you think they, and, and because most of them do play in Saudi Arabia, it's right next door. Why would they not send their A team to the 2021 Arab Cup? And I think it, it, it may be because they didn't want to tip their hand or even more strategically, uh, they wanted to look weak coming into this cup because I think uh, one of their greatest strengths may be the element of surprise. Yeah, well, that would be a bold strategy for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, you have wavered, you have dodged, you have uh, ducked. 
Uh, but now I'm going to put you to the test and say, what do you say? Who is going to win this group? Um, I'm quite confident in my ordering of this group, or maybe not confident in that. I'm not sure I'm right, but it's clear cut enough to me. I see Argentina first, Mexico second, Poland third, Saudi Arabia fourth. So that does go with the pot rankings. I see some points dropped. Uh, maybe Saudi Arabia getting doing well to get a point, um, perhaps against the you know an underperforming Poland. Um, but I, in terms of the the closest battle, which I think is for second place, I see Mexico as the stronger and more importantly the more consistent team. All right. Well, I'm going to shock you here because I'm going to say. Uh, Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. Saudi Arabia ahead of Mexico and Poland. I do. I realize I'm being a bit contrarian and perhaps uh, overestimating their chances, but I, I think they have a lot of uh, a lot of small things going for them, and I think playing the cup in the Middle East will be uh, very important to them. Uh, but it's also just because, to me, Mexico seem a bit weaker. I mean, you talk about their consistency and their top 16 finishes. To me, they seem a bit weaker uh, than in the past when they've earned those results. So I, I do think the top 16 will be a bit tougher for them to to reach here. And Poland, uh, they're just perennially flat. So, um, again, uh, of course, both of those teams could could uh, uh, play well in the cup because they have the talent to um but i'm gonna i'm just gonna say saudi arabia because i think they have a few things moving in more in that direction yeah well i don't agree with you but i i will say in the 2002 world cup in asia both south korea and japan performed very well they were at home south saudi arabia are very very close to home um so you know it's possible we could see a bit of a repeat of that tournament um, you know, if, if Saudi Arabia and particularly Qatar perform well. I got to say, I hope so, because uh, I always find the tournaments outside of Europe a lot more interesting than the tournaments uh, in Europe. They throw up more surprises and uh, teams from various regions tend to do a little bit better. So um, I'm excited about this World Cup for that reason. Absolutely. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the podcast. And uh, thanks for listening. And those who are unfamiliar with our podcast might want to keep listening for some information uh, for further listening. But if you're familiar with our podcast and you know about the other series that we've done, uh, it might be a good time to turn off. So we'll say goodbye to you people and then stay on the line for those who want to hear about the other podcasts that we've done. Okay, uh, further listening. We've done nine different series of podcasts if you're interested in a deeper dive. Uh, some of the information may be dated, but some of the histories focus on different aspects of the team histories. So it can help you to get to know teams more intimately. Yes, as mentioned, this is our 10th series and we have done at least one series on every region except Oceania. We have files for that region too and we'll do one down the road so as not to leave them out. But let's go region by region. Uh, right, so Europe, our first series was a group by group podcast on the teams of Euro 2020. Uh, that was played in the summer of 2021. And uh, for South America, we also did a group-by-group -group podcast on the teams in Copa America 2021.
For North America, we have done three series on CONCACAF. The first was a group-by-group podcast on the teams in the 2021 Gold Cup. That included a look at Qatar. The second was a preview of the eight teams in the final round of World Cup CONCACAF qualifying. That came with our first player series, where we went team-by-team through the players. The third was an update halfway through that qualification. Yes, and for uh, Asia, we did a group-by-group podcast on the 12 teams in the final round of World Cup qualifying, and that included a deep dive into each team's World Cup qualifying history. We have done three series on African teams. The first was a group-by-group podcast on the 24 teams in the 2021 African Cup, played in early 2022. The second, done around the same time, was a team-by-team series on the players for each of those teams. Third and finally, we have recently concluded a series on almost all teams in Africa, a group-by-group examination of the 12 qualifying groups for the 2023 African Cup. This included a deep dive into their African Cup history, which was quite extensive. This provides a look into some of the lesser teams that rarely even qualify for the African Cup. Right, and we realize that not everyone is interested in the level of detail that we go into. So starting from that series, the 2023 African Cup series, uh, we're editing our media media casts into shorter versions. Uh, generally, for groups and teams, this will just be a summary, uh, a summary uh, and discussion segments of the longer podcast. And for the player, uh, the player ones, just the sections on the squad's overall strength and a list of the uh, main players that we expect to reach the competition. So uh, that's usually two or three groups per episode. Yes, otherwise each long version of the series contains a deep dive into the matter at hand. So if it's African Cup qualification, for example, it's a deep dive into the team's history of African Cup qualification. Or if it's the World Cup qualification, a deep dive into each team's history and qualifying for the World Cup. Right, and all of those podcasts can be found in our library at soccerfiles.captivate.fm. That's soccerfiles with a PH in the middle and an S at the end. And uh, we also provide a link to our website and other relevant material in the show notes for each uh, media cast. And in general, uh, to find us, you can type Soccerfiles Canada into Google and uh, it's easy to find your way from there. Or just check out the show notes for this or any of our media casts, and it'll be easy to navigate uh, from there. Okay, see you in our future media casts.